the gospel we just heard, the dialogue between Jesus and Peter about who Jesus is, gives us a great opportunity to reflect on realism and anti-realism. Realism is the view that things exist regardless of whether they are perceived or not. And anti-realism is the opposite view. Namely, anti-realism claims that things do not exist outside of our mind or that we cannot really know whether things exist outside of our mind or not. If this sounds a bit confusing to you, then you are right. I think that every sane person should be a realist, not an anti-realist. It should be something we call common sense. Unfortunately, this is not the case. Because we live in a world where it is fashionable to say that everything is relative and beauty or truth is in the eye of the beholder. In particular, this concerns moral issues, but nowadays also many other issues. For example, whether someone is male or female, and whether male and female even exist at all, or are they just an abstract construct. The realist says that the man is a man because his biological realities confirm it. But the anti-realist would ask, how do you know that? And what is a man or a woman anyway? And if this person feels like someone else, that's his or her reality, and we have to accept it. Of course, it doesn't occur to someone with that mindset that if you allow one person to follow his or her own truths, you should also allow others to do the same. So, regardless of who that person thinks he or she is, I should have the right to stick to my understanding. Unfortunately, this right tends to be increasingly ignored. And one of the characteristics of any anti-realism is extreme inconsistency and intolerance. So people say that everything is relative. Let's take a simpler example. Let's say that somewhere there is a big tree. A person within three feet of it says that this tree is right here. A person who is 300 yards from this tree says that this tree is quite far away. And a person who is three miles from it may say that he sees something in the distance, but he is not at all sure 
whether it is a tree. A modern anti-realist would now say, you see, everything is relative. Each of us has our own truth. But in reality, if we would use a little common sense that we have been gifted with, if we have been gifted with it, we have to admit that neither the existence nor the nature of this tree depends in the least on how far we are from it and whether we can see it or not. A tree is a tree. And if we cannot see this tree well and are not sure if it is a tree, then we should not continue to contemplate, speculate or discuss it, but get up, go to this tree and make sure what it is. The existence of truth does not depend on whether we recognize it or not. The fact that someone considers a tree not to be a tree does not take anything away from that tree being a tree. However, it does make someone who denies that the tree is a tree simply a stupid person. Things are not different in the field of morality either. Often people say that what is good for one is bad for another. And just as there are no absolute truths, neither is good and evil. And again, the same old and worn, everything is relative. If someone comes to me with that kind of talk, and believe me, I've heard all this so many times, then I usually try to answer with a few simple questions. For example, if I stepped on your toe or would punch you in the face, would that be relative or just offensive and bad? Or if your spouse cheated on you, would it be relative or rather shameful and painful? Do you expect honesty and respect from other people or is everything relative and it doesn't matter if they despise you and hurt you? In response, people often mutter something like, yeah, but in fact, there are no buts here. Bad is bad, good is good, truth is truth, and falsehood is falsehood. A person who boasts of his anti-realism, or to put it more subtly, skepticism, is simply deceiving himself. Instead of making a little effort, looking honestly at reality and adjusting his life accordingly. By the way, in addition to realism and anti-realism, in the Soviet Union and other socialist countries of the 20th century, there was also a phenomenon called socialist realism. It was an attempt to use artistic means to depict society and man as it will be in the socialist or communist future utopia. I have to admit that 
when I look at this new attempt to reshape God's creation, which has come like complete madness over the Western world, I see in it a certain revival of this socialist or communist realism. But this is a completely different topic and I will not talk about it today. As I said at the beginning of my sermon, it was today's gospel that inspired me to reflect on realism and anti-realism. We heard Jesus ask the apostles, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? The apostles gave several different answers, and Jesus asked again, but whom say ye that I am? Now Peter answered in the name of the, of the old apostles, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Whereupon Jesus said to him, Blessed art thou, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. We see that there was no room for different so-called truths. There was only one truth there. And knowing it was and is inescapably important. It is a matter of life and death. Who Jesus is does not depend on the opinions of the people, but they themselves depend on what they think about Jesus, whether they know and acknowledge the truth about him. Their lives, their future, and their eternity depend on it. To know Jesus, to know the truth about him, about the world, and about ourselves is a matter of life and death. There is nothing relative here. Everything is absolute. We are sinners, and unless someone saves us from our sins, we die and perish in them. We are dust and must become dust again. We are separated from God and deprived of his glory. We are under the power of evil and cannot, even if we really want to, live a life that is truly pleasing to God and worthy of humanity. Our only hope is God's saving grace in his only begotten Son, our Lord and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. That is why it is so important that we do not allow ourselves to be misled by human opinions or seduced by the lie that everyone has his own truth. We must be true realists, both in getting to know God and ourselves. We must not be guided by what flesh and blood may reveal to us, but only by God's word and will. In response to Peter's confession, Jesus affirmed that he will make Peter the rock on which he will build his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
Jesus gave Peter the keys of the kingdom of heaven. There is nothing relative in all this. It is all absolutely clear. If we confess the truth about ourselves and Christ and let him save us, then the gates of the kingdom of heaven are open to us. But if we stubbornly stick to some own truth and think that our destiny is in our own hands and that we can shape reality as we wish, then we will perish. God does not force anything on us. He loves us and has done everything necessary for us to be saved. He wants us to be among those to whom the gate of the kingdom of heaven is open. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.